Dear Julie, as I mentioned previously, this summer I started uh, kind of writing my life story, autobiography, short stories of just stuff that happened in my life. Now, in that book, when I started writing that book, I started with uh, your story first because I felt like that would have been the most difficult to write. And it was. But I thought uh, it'd probably be the best idea just to get you caught up and read you that story I wrote. <clears throat> now this, this is like the second draft. I don't, I don't feel like it's final yet, so there's probably some stupid things in here, so just bear with me. Okay, so I'm gonna put down my little tape recorder. I have, have the story, I printed off the old dot matrix. And uh, well, here we go. Jan and Julie were friends. Best friends, if I'm being honest. I feel like I need to start off with that right away. And actually, if you'd like to go back, rewind this tape just a little bit and listen to that bit again, and then come back here. I'll wait. All right, very good. <clears throat> In high school, well, when I was young, generally speaking, I was dumb, weren't we all? I met Jen in data processing class. This was a quote unquote easy class that I took just to fill some electives and maybe be able to pass with a good grade so that I could graduate. This class is basically a class on how to create spreadsheets on a computer. It was a great class too. We had the very latest in computer technology running the most updated version of Lotus 1-2-3 available. <laughs> well, of course that's not true. We were using computers that were found in alleyways running a Russian bootleg version of number in square software. This was high school, for goodness sakes. Jen and I sat across from each other for a while. She was incredibly cute and somehow I felt compelled to take advantage of this opportunity. Sometimes, no matter how shy you are, you got to take what life gives you. Grab that girl by the ears and just start talking to her. We talked, giggled, flirted a bit, and got to know each other a bit. Oftentimes, we were a bit loud when we were supposed to be quiet and working. She was so fun to talk to. In addition, she was a sophomore and I was a senior. Sophomores, as I was told, were into seniors. This bode well for me, by that time, only soft, since by that time, only sophomores would talk to me. I would drive her home on occasion in my ultra-cool 1982 Monte Carlo with the T-tops removed. Well, you, you, can, you might have to uh, Google that. <clears throat> Whenever we drove in her car, she would brag about her sunroof, but still, cool, but come on, would have been way cooler if I had a convertible, but I guess I was just lucky enough to have a car. Sometimes I would go over to her house, help her with math, at least. She said she needed help with math. I was pretty good at math, at least I told her I was good at math. Well, during one of those, let's say, tutoring sessions, I had the pleasure of meeting her mom. She was so sweet and welcoming 
She never ever looked at me as if I was a strange weirdo like all the other girls' moms did. Maybe she misjudged me, but I wasn't going to tell. Well, Jen had a best friend named Julie. Julie and I had also become friends through choir. I was in the show choir named Laytones, and she was in the all-female singing group called Lady Lace. Somewhere along the line of that year, we just started talking and hanging around each other. When we went on performances and such, she was cool, really cool. To me, she was really, really cool. She was so incredibly nice and cool. I really enjoyed talking to and being around her because she was so cool. One sunny spring evening, we had a show at Weber High School. It was a show choir competition in which we dominated all the other performing groups with ease. Ain't nobody gonna take down the tones. They just didn't have the moves like we did. On that particular evening, Julie and I were walking together on a hill with the most greenest of grasses, no exaggeration. It was the greenest grass that had ever existed or will ever exist. A true friendship was materializing. While we were walking and talking, she mentioned to me that Jen was really starting to like me. And I was like, yeah, that's so cool. I'm, I'm beginning to think that I really like her a lot too. But per usual, I was hesitant to make any first moves. Julie then said, yeah. She tells me she would like to go out with you sometime. You should really ask her out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ask her out. Jen and Julie were best friends. I was a dumb kid. I made the move. I totally asked her out on a date outside of her house. We both wanted to see this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the live action one. This movie was so wonderfully awful. We initially thought it was some kind of parody, like it was meant to be silly on purpose. Well, it wasn't. But at least I got to not enjoy it with the person I really enjoyed being with. Things were moving along smoothly. I made her mixtapes, which is the ultimate expression of like. I asked her to morp. That's prom spelled backwards. Clever, isn't it? This was the big final dance of the school year. You also had no choice but to ask someone to dance, to the dance, excuse me, in a silly and clever way. Well, I came up with the most clever way ever. I got a bag of macaroni, stuffed each individual word of will you go to morp with me in a few of the very small macaronis. I really had to fold pieces of paper into small bits that can fit inside a small macaroni. So she would have to basically smash open every little macaroni to find the clues, and then would have to arrange the words into something that said, will you go to work with me? I really did. I really did think it was so creative and so clever, but looking back, I now feel like it was more along the lines of the highest degree of annoying. All right, that April, there was a choir trip planned. Jen came over to my house. I think this is where it gets a little fuzzy here in the story. 
Anyway, Jen came over to my house that evening that the choirs were to hop on the buses and head out to California. I shared one of my mixtapes with her. Pretty awesome. Well, she went home after a little while, but she left her sweatshirt behind. At the time, I had no idea that this meant anything. Nonetheless, I was pretty smitten. Right then and there, Cupid made an appearance out of nowhere and shot me right in the heart. Blood started to spurt out everywhere, all over my clothes, the floor, and especially Jen's sweatshirt that she accidentally left behind. I raised my head up and said to Cupid out loud, I'm totally going to marry that girl the day she turns 18. Cupid said, maybe let's not get our hopes up right now. April 11th. That evening, this is in 1990, by the way. That evening, my excitement could hardly be contained. In fact, I was not able to contain it. It went out everywhere, not unlike my bleeding chest from earlier. I had this girl that was probably into me. I was going to California with my choir friends. It was so much fun stuff to be planned, or that was we planned to do in California. There was Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, SeaWorld, Tijuana, Mexico. You know, you'd be so, so excited too. After what seemed like days, or probably maybe like an hour, it was time to head over to the school with our many bags and whatnot. We shoved all of our luggage and crap into the storage area on the bus. It was pandemonium. This was expected. I, th Sorry. I threw my stuff in there and just hoped for the best. After that chaotic chaos came the ever so awkward for me, and apparently nobody else, of finding a seatmate for the trip. I mean, I was really good friends with a lot of the kids in choir, but as I entered the bus, it was clear that they also had friends that, as it seemed, would rather sit with. Yep, that sounds about right. I turned around and there was Julie getting on the bus. I looked at her, she looked at me when we were like, we should totally sit by each other on this bus, out loud. People stared in wonderment. We sat down. We had so many gen-related topics to cover. Well, those gen-related conversations kind of only lasted about 10 minutes. And after that, we started talking about other stuff. How she played the violin. I lied and said I played the piano. I mean, it's not really a lie. I knew how, but I couldn't just sit down and just play something. We talked about our childhoods. We talked about the toys we played with. We talked about the TV shows we watched growing up. We talked about our favorite cereals, for crying out loud. Everything. We talked about how wearing glasses is so troublesome. We both wore glasses, you see. And I also had braces. In my senior year, I got glasses and braces. After a couple of hours of riding in the bus, I think that should say on the bus, at the bus, around the bus, within the bus, I don't know. Pick one. A couple of hours of riding on the bus, we stopped for a break at a convenience store. The bus needed to get gas. We wandered the aisles together, browsing the, in, uh, the convenience store groceries, and somehow, we got on the topic about my hairspray, hairspray, this is the late 80s, whatever, 
my hairspray smelled like apples. I used this hairspray that smelled like apples. Uh, I had glasses, braces, and my hair smelled like apples. And we ran with that and bought some apple juice. So we drank apple juice on the bus. I was a glasses-wearing, braces-having dork that drank apple juice on a bus. But it was pleasant to be hanging out with a girl that had those things in common with me. Except for the braces. Normal people get braces when they're kids. Well, thanks, Dennis, for not catching on to this sooner. More talking ensued. I don't think there was ever a moment of silence longer than maybe 20 seconds. The conversation flowed like a faucet left on, or perhaps a smooth jazz track, or maybe even like a river. Uh, well, talking to her was just so fantastically easy. It was like we'd known each other for years. It was so comfortable, we just seemed to fit. The night grew late. Some of the other kids on the bus were trying to get some sleep. Julie and I thought we would just catch some Zs also, but those Zs were evasive little buggers. It was hard to fall asleep. Probably a combination of trying to sleep uprightish on a bus and not wanting to stop talking. So we talked some more. There was some silence and more talking and eventually the little light over our seats was the only one still on. All right, well, what I'm trying to say here is that we talked a lot, a lot, and I really enjoyed it. But sleepiness finally got the better of us, and we were able to get some sleep. Jen and Julie were best friends. I was a dumb kid. Well, this is a long story. I should probably go. For now, we can get to part two next time. Uh, yeah, gets really good, I'm telling you. So just wait for the next tape and we'll listen to more. How's that sound? Anyway, gotta take off. Like I said, we'll catch more of this later. And uh, we'll go from there. Sincerely, Bryce.